Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Roll Call, the podcast. This is America's podcaster, Kirk Caceres. And I'm doing a special intro today because this episode is of great significance to my journey as a podcaster for many different reasons. So I recorded this back in January of 2020, way before the world changed, before COVID hit the planet at epidemic proportions. Before the world changed as we know it, none of us knew what was about to happen to us in January of 2020. But I recorded this episode on a whim. Before Roll Call the Podcast even existed, I hadn't even created the show. I had just begun doing What's Your Name Again, my other podcast, What's Your Name Again, the podcast. And it was in its fledgling stages, just beginning. But on a whim, Someone came through my neighborhood, a friend from past, happened to be passing by, and I was inspired by his story. His story about van life, about being a journeyman, about finding himself, about finding life. And now more than ever, what we talked about in January of 2020, before the pandemic, it was relevant then, but now it's even more relevant now. But what happened was, I didn't know where to put the show. I couldn't quite fit it on a roll call, couldn't quite fit it on what you name in the podcast, so I put it on the shelf, and I forgot all about it. You know, you hear about musicians, people like Prince had hundreds of songs on a shelf that no one ever heard. This is one of them. But what happened was last night, I finally watched the film Nomadland, which was nominated for numerous Oscars, won numerous Oscars, and I was moved so much by the story of van life that I instantly decided to go look through my vault and pull this episode. And here it is for you today. This is an amazing experience. And it was such a surprise after over a year of doing this recording to present this to the world. The timing couldn't be better. And this is relevant of a topic for everybody to hear for their own lives, for the future, now post pandemic. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? This is it. America's podcast of Kirk Caceres. I'm joined by my co-host Greg Serrano and my friend Kevin Burke. We'll see you on the other side. And this is actually our first episode that we're actually recording in the new year in 2020. 
Um, and this is, was one of those like impromptu things. So Greg came over today to watch some uh, playoff football. We were just watching the Chiefs and the, and the Texans. Game's actually still going, but we decided I had this buddy that showed up. He pulls up in this van outside, and then Greg had never met him. And he, he starts talking a few, few, few minutes, and then Greg says, man, you surround yourself by the most eclectic, eclectic, diverse mix of people in the world. We should do a podcast on him. And I was like, what a freaking great idea. Like, Greg just saw how interesting this guy was and just threw out the idea, let's do a podcast. And this is why we're going to do one. Because we have here in the studio, we have a guy that I've known for 30 years. His name is Kevin Burke. What's up, Kevin? Welcome. Happy New Year to what's, you. And thanks for on? having me here in the studio and for bring, bringing me along today and being able to share part of my journey with you. With yeah, the, and, and, with the folks and what, out what a journey that's been. So the, the, the way this spawned was Greg... Right, you 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 talk to this guy for a second, and we're just like, dude, this guy pulls up in this in this van. Um, what's what's the name of the van, Kevin? Primetime van. Primetime van. And the URL is primetimevan.com. It's got its own website, and it has a name like you know how they name boats. They na- he named the van, so it's a it's a conversion van that you. Uh, you bought for what three thousand thirty five hundred bucks, and what'd you do to it? So I bought it from for thirty three hundred dollars from a couple who had it for twenty five years, and um, I bought it on a whim, kind of made the decision that day. And uh, short story is, I was going through a divorce. I had recently separated from my wife, and when I say recently, like the day before, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> decided that hey, I needed to do something different as I went through kind of a, a life transition and call it a midlife transition or just call it a next step in the journey of life. And so I went, bought the van for $3,300, drove out to Palm Springs from Malibu. I was in Malibu that day, had been surfing, saw it on the web, went out there, got it. And um, next day brought it home, stripped it down to the, down to the metal and had never thought about rebuilding a van, had never thought about building the inside of it, and just started from there. So for what reason, though? What, why, did, why did you do this? What was the reason for the transformation, like the, the new meaning for your new life? Tell us about that. Well, I don't know if it was a new life or it was the existing life that was transforming. But I do know that the there was a, as much intrinsic to, intrinsically to it as needing to kind of get out there and explore myself and, and find others that had commonality with me mm-hmm. as I was going through this transition. And so intrinsically, for those of you who have struggled in relationships and in life, and I needed a, a, a passion and a hobby and something to wrap my mind around as I went through this very challenging time. And so one, it just gave me a chance to work with my hands, of which that's not traditionally what I do professionally, right. and to keep my mind busy in the healthiest way possible. And really, you know, trying to be healthy and not anybody who's been through a life transition and relationship up and downs know what that does to your heart, your head, your soul. Are you trying to, or are you in the uh, the position to rebuild your name again? Like, like. Like, come back to what you once were. No, I, I, I never want to go back to where, where I once was. Uh, I and why to, is that? Um, growth. Growth. That's you've, you've, you've come a long way. Who wants to go back to where they were? You went through that experience to come out and be a better person and grow from it. For that's sure. That's what it is. No one wants to go back. 
sometimes we look back at things, right? And we think, oh, it would be nice to have that again. But you wouldn't be who you were today if you didn't go through that, correct? For sure. And so much of uh, anybody who's read like Buddhist principles, uh, there's a great uh, Buddhist monk, Thich Nhat Hanh is his name. And I hope I pronounced it right. And if I didn't, I apologize. But I've read several of his books over the last several years. Is that guy still alive? Is he going to like get pissed off that you said this? No, he's still alive. Oh, okay. No, he's still alive and he still writes and he's, gosh, I've learned so much, especially as a lifelong Catholic, really taking a step back and um, taking a chance to understand kind of Buddhist principles and other ways of life and other philosophies and other religions and really understanding that there's a lot of way, there's a, a lot of paths to God, to God. Yes. And really understanding that and understanding that, hey, your journey through life, you have to embrace it, the ups and the downs. Try to understand it, but also try to keep moving forward. Well, let's and, talk about, uh, go, go ahead, keep going. No, go ahead and difficult and Let's dark, talk dark about times. the path of this freaking van. Like, really, like, that's not something everyone does, but I think kind of deep down inside, we all wish we could. Like, to freaking convert a band. Like the van saw, is dope. Dude, so it is dope. It's like brand new paint job. It looks brand new. It's this dark. What's the color blue? What's the name of that blue? It's like a metallic blue that just... It's just Yeah, shiny. come on. There are like a thousand names of blues. Yeah, but when the sun it hits it just right and you see the shine and you pull your it's surfboard beautiful. out of there. It not and it's only, got yellow and orange stripes yep. on the side. And you, what did you do to the interior? Because when you showed us, you had... He had better hardwood floors in there than most people's houses. He had a better bed than I do. He had plush seats, freaking wall paneling, like curtains. What, what else do you have in there? Tell us what you did to it. Right. Well, I mean, essentially, it's made to travel at, at, the, at a whim. Uh-huh. And so ultimately, that's why I'm here today. As I got on the road this morning, I needed to clear my head. I headed up to L.A. No real purpose except having my surfboard in the van. But meeting people along the way and seeing old friends and meeting new ones, of which I meet every time. And it's an unbelievable journey and an experience to be able to do that and to be that open to it. And so many people aren't. And the fact is, again, the van, yes, it has color and it's got shine and it rocks and it rolls and it's badass and it's got the 15-inch rims on it. And (laughs) it's a ton of freaking fun. Yes, but more importantly... It draws attention and not attention to me. It spells out to people a lifestyle and that they want to understand better. And because of that, I meet people every day from all walks of life. And that is truly the purpose of it. And that what keeps me going. And the stories that I hear from people and the people I meet, they inspire me to get to the next day and the next day, and the next day, and to keep living because you want to hear the story. And you want to hear about people getting knocked down and getting back up again, and people achieving great, greatness, and then hitting their lows and hitting their highs. And from all walks of life, in every profession, and there are days where I'm in a parking lot, and I'm with $150,000 Mercedes vans that couldn't be shinier, couldn't be nicer, and then there are days where I'm sitting there with a guy who paid $300 for his van and he's living out of it. And the experiences and the life that you hear, they're not that much different except for the dollars in between. Yeah. And that's what it's about getting out is because most people that just stay in their little bubble and they stay in their same routine, they don't experience this. You've got to get out there and experience life. Do you consider yourself a nomad? No, I don't. A I don't nom- consider, no. no, but I consider myself a journeyman. 
Which is, but is how much different is that from a nomad? Because a nomad is a journeyman. A nomad, nomad, a, a nomad, not a nomad. <laughs> a nomad seems more transient mm-hmm. than a journeyman. Meaning that, hey, ultimately, I do have a, a place that at the end of a journey, I can lay my permanent head mm-hmm. and a, a place for my kids to still call home, even though they're out and about, they know that there's a central meeting spot. So maybe that makes me feel a little bit more. Uh, now, at the end of the day, would the ideal place to lay your head be on a beautiful woman? <laughs> Well, with that van and the bed, he's got like the most expensive sheets and blankets and decor. He's got a hot plate in there. It's like, come on, that's that this is the place. Is that is, is where nice. you bring a woman and you have a weekend away, and you just go off into the forest or on the beach. You guys cook in there. You drink. You see the sunset. You make love. You have a good time. That is life right there. Okay, first off, you make love like no, no one's business. Let me tell you, especially when there's no one else around and there's mm-hmm. nowhere else to go. You've got a nice glass of wine. You're in nature and you're just enjoying each other's company and really getting a chance to know each other from so many different levels, physically for sure, but emotionally and just connections. And I'm such a true believer in connections in life. Yes. And anybody that's out there listening to this, if you're not making connections every day, you're missing out on one of the best parts of life. And again, take the monetary piece out of it. Take the materialistic piece out there. At the end of the day, what else is there? It's the connections that we have with other human beings. And especially finding those who've walked different paths and experienced different things than what you've experienced. And it took me a while to figure that out. But once I hit the road, I figured it out very quickly. And it makes for a much more interesting life. Exactly. And most people don't realize that. They live the same monotonous life every day. And they never break free. And then they die. That's why it's so amazing that you've discovered this, and that's why I'm hoping people hear this. This episode is that they need to break out of their little, their little bubble and their little box and expand their horizons. Because that was that's what life about is experiencing different things, different people from every person that we come across with. We learn and we grow from their experiences, and they grow from our experiences. Right. You can have a one night stand with somebody and you grow. You can have a one month relationship with somebody and they grow. It's just how it is, and it's all about getting out there and exposing yourself to experiences. It's all about experiences. Truly, and, you know, they call it van life. That's kind of the hashtag van life mm-hmm. t- today is the, is the term. And it means so much to so many different people. But r- one of the interesting things is, again, you leave your checkbook at the door. And a lot of people don't even have a checkbook. But you get my point is that... Right. At the end of the day, none of that matters. And it's an inexpensive way to get out there and see the world. I mean, I did, uh, obviously, I didn't take my van, but I went to Portugal last year and traveled Portugal in a van for uh, 14 days. Oh, nice. And had a phenomenal experience and did the same thing in a different country that I do here and met the same wonderful people and caught some great surf as well. That's, that's, that's a dream. Wow. That is a, literally a dream. And, you know, unfortunately, with our society, people are so in the daily grind of work, work, work. I mean, this this country in general makes us always concentrate on work because you got to work to survive, work to pay your bills. But you have to find a way to live like this, because at the end of the day, when, when you're about to die at the end of your life, you're going to then you're going to look back and realize, I wish I would have done all this stuff. But now if they can listen to what you're saying and maybe make a change for themselves and branch out and expand themselves they're going to be much happier. Life isn't about grinding every day until you die. 
That's not why we're here. We're here to experience everything life brings to you. And that seems like that's what you're doing, and you're just really starting to do that now. It's such an American way of life and so much a part of our culture to grind it out every day for the next materialistic thing. And folks, for those of you listening today, I was certainly part of that cycle. And all of a sudden, you accumulate things, and maybe you accumulate a lot, and you still ask yourself, well, what is there? What's out there? And it takes getting out of that bubble to really understand, whoa, you don't need all of this. And life can be much simpler and much more content. And again, I mean, Portugal is just one of the the countries that I've been to, but I certainly really found it there. It's like a very simple way of life and very inexpensive. I mean, for me to travel and eat, for me to eat every day was definitely less than $20 a day in eating. And that's drinking, you know, really nice table wine at every meal, including <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that diet. Right. Now, so this, speaking of the materialistic thing, so you were at a point in your life where you were making really good money. You know, you were able to support your family and live a comfortable life. But still, even with all the materialistic stuff, you had your car, your home, your materialistic things. But still, at the end of the day, then all of a sudden, a divorce came. Then all of a sudden, your job ended. And then all of a sudden, your parents get sick. And all this stuff over a few-year period, everything implodes inside. And then what are you left with? How do you recover from that? Well, you have to check yourself at the door, and you're right. It was beyond materialistic for me. Is that I was fortunate, and I had a uh, very good professional career that I enjoyed. And um, but ultimately, you you acquire a lot, but intrinsically, you're still struggling with. Hey, w- w- you know, the same thing we all struggle with is what is the meaning for life? You know, Man's Search for Meaning, great book for those of you who haven't had a chance to read it. Um, and I had to question myself as to, Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What does it mean to those around you? And especially when you hurt those around you and ultimately end up hurting yourself. And without getting into uh, too much, I had to take stock of all of that. And I know there's so many people out there that have gone through that same journey have had to take stock of them themselves. And fortunately, I did. And what I was able to do was leave the job behind and leave the financial piece behind in order to take care of myself and those around me. And I was blessed to be able to do it. And it's not easy and it's hard, especially in the culture and the environment that we are at today. But here we are, brother. Here we are. And like I said, uh, you know, even then, this has been over the last few years, but even 2019 was not an easy year but a year of personal growth. Yeah. So you're still now recovering and on your way up from all those things that happen. What is your advice to people? that? Because no one's immune to it. No matter what industry you're in, life in this country especially is getting harder. It's There's articles written about it every day. The cost of living in all these major metropolitan cities, lifestyle. It's harder to live in the society so people are going to go through things. People are going to go through deaths in family, losing jobs, divorces, health issues. So now that you've gone through like this whole whirlwind that came to you and you're trying to find your way back up, what is some advice that you can give to people? Instead of There's people out there right now who are depressed and down, maybe wanting to like freaking drink themselves to oblivion or disappear and, and, and not face what they're going through. What's some advice you can tell them to help them get out of it, try to start working their way out? 
You know what? As much fun as uh, we've had today, kind of getting to this point, I would tell you that I think that's a great question. And my advice, and it's just my personal advice, is embrace where you're at and then reach out to others and share your specific experiences. Because I will tell you, so many people have gone through the same experience. And once you start to open up to people and say, fuck, man, it's been a shit day, or it's been a shit week, or I just got kicked in the ass, or I got a win today. And the win can be small. It can be with a relationship with one of your daughters and just a conversation you had or, you know, your mom or the ex-wife or whatever that keeps you going. But when you wake up the next morning, you're ready to kick some fucking ass and you open up your eyes and you say, okay, how am I going to make it today the best day possible? And that to me is, it's that simple. Yes. And like, it's not always easy. When I say it's that simple, it's like you're still facing the same crisis and the same shit that you faced the day before. But ultimately, you've got to say, you know what? I'm going to make today the best. And you can only worry so much uh, about tomorrow. I think we all have go through times where we... Everybody. No one's immune. Like, that's what people listening, if it makes you feel better, because sometimes we feel better as human beings if we see others going through things. Yeah. All three of us have gone through shit. Look at the most successful people that are out there. Look at the people that are in the news right now, some successful people that are getting thrown in jail or they're getting um, sued for different things or they're on trial for different things. Like some of the most successful people, everyone has issues. Everything, everyone goes through things. Every, life is freaking hard. So you have to find your own way to get through it. And, and that's what you're doing right now. Is, and that's a great way is getting out there and connecting with life. Like life reminds you that there's much more out there than your problems, correct? Wow. For sure. And yeah. Go ahead. Did I? No, okay. I was agreeing. And for those of you that are a cage bird out there, I will tell you that hey, you get one one chance at life, and to put yourself in a bubble is tough. You want to minimize the damage and uh, what you do to the others, but. For those of you that are a restless spirit like myself, I would tell you get out there and own it and experience it because it's a ton of fun. And so, would you you would not say the opposite? You wouldn't give the opposite advice for a caged person. You would say be free, and for someone who be free. More... And I know if you spoke to my ex-wife, uh, her name's Tina. If you spoke to her, she would say let them be free because it's right, miserable. It's miserable living with more free. Excuse me? She wouldn't want to be more free in her... No, she does not. No? Do you think she wants to get in in a van and like travel around? No. That's not her personality. She wants to be at the Four Seasons, brother. She wants to be at the Four Seasons. This goes back (laughs) to what I said about marrying young. Because you, he didn't know himself back then yet. He, and I can say he was a free spirit back then. He had the same personality, but he didn't quite realize it yet. She had the same personality, but they didn't realize that they were already way going on a different trajectory. And not until years later, she, yes, she wants to go to the Four Seasons. He wants to go sleep on a beach in a van and surf. Totally different personalities. But that's why life takes in different directions. And not until later do you realize what you need. And what's great is she said, go be free. You need to be free. And she realized that instead of trying to hold you in there to be someone you're not and be miserable. Exactly. You know what I mean? For sure. And she had the maturity to understand that, to understand like, hey, man, he's done this for a long time and has fought his demons and like, let him go. And he's going to be happier. And she's happier, ultimately. 
And some people are just like that. They just they just have a free spirit, and you have to you have to know that about yourself first. I mean, first of all, that that's kind of the reason why I've never even been been married because I kind of have a free spirit too, and I always knew if someone was going to come and make me decide to commit for life, it had to be super rare and special. It had to be one. It had to be that diamond in the rough, that one of a kind thing, because I am. I need to be free too flexible, living my life, doing whatever the hell I want. But the possibility is always going to be there, but it's got to be super rare. But if it's not, I don't want anyone to put me in a cage and hold me down and smother me. I need to have the freedom to go do whatever the hell I want, whenever I want. There's nothing wrong with that. I know that about myself. You know, I'd be miserable if I got locked down and put in a cage. It wouldn't work. That I already know I would have been divorced three or four times if I would have gotten married. Right, but let's be clear too, uh, for everybody, you know, not just here in the room, but everybody that potentially is listening out there, is that we also have responsibilities. We have responsibilities to others, and so you have to find the balance. And you know, I've had to find that balance too. And it's part of the reason, like, I don't just take off in the middle of the night, and why I don't consider myself a nomad is that um, you, you, when you say responsibility to others, do you mean your children or just other human beings? To my children, to yes. my ex-wife, to my parents, to my girlfriend, to you know, potential employers, to potential employees. I mean, we have to friends. Well, of course, there is a responsibility. You can't just get up and, and leave the country when you have a job and kids and a wife and, and this and that. You've got to like take care of your responsibilities. But freedom means, though, that you, you still want to be able to experience life outside the bubble that most people live in and don't allow themselves to break free from. Because sometimes we're with somebody that doesn't want to live like that. We've been there that just likes to live the cookie cutter life and likes to stay at the Four Seasons or just go to the movies on a Friday night and stay home and eat dinner. But they don't want to go get their hands dirty and like experience other countries and and get their feet and their toes in the sand and and roll around in the dirt and just feel what life has to give you. That's not everybody's personality. Right. No. And Kurt, you are so right. And when you do let your mind and your experiences open up, it's amazing. And again, I, I think I started off earlier talking about, hey, being a, a lifelong Catholic and like, still, that's where my faith is, is like with the Catholic Church. And, you know, I think... Because you were raised like that. Yes. Do you consider yourself a religious man? No, but no. I consider as you know, you talk about oxymorons. Like I do consider myself Catholic still, but that's my journey. That's my path. Do you still practice at any point? Just go to mass on Christmas and that's it, or no? Or I still go and like Easter. I like to go drop a couple bombs at confession every once in a while. Do you whip like, your? Do you give yourself the whip if you do bad? Flogging. Like what's that called when flogging. you just whip yourself? I definitely have the Catholic guilt, but you know what? Do you jump in the box and talk to a stranger through the little thing? I do still to this day, but generally, and I'm not kidding. I go to the monastery. I go to I go to talk to the monks when I drop my bombs because they generally don't leave the monastery and they're not shocked at anything they hear. And it makes me feel better. It makes me feel closer to God. But also, I have as many friends now that have different paths to God that I so respect. Yeah. And for those of you that are in your bubble, again, get out of your head. Get out of it, you know, and go experience life and realize that everybody has a, a different process and a different way of thinking. And like, no, speaking of that, your motto, which we kind of talked about, which is why the reason we even sat down to do this was from a Talking Head song. 
Now, give us a few lines from that and tell us the song and kind of how that pertains to you. Uh, well, I was uh, telling these gentlemen earlier today that, uh, you know, Once in a Lifetime, the song from the Talking Heads, is kind of my, uh, if I had one song to kind of, you know, encompass my life, it's that. And it's looking around and it's saying, you know, Give us I a forget little, the exact a, lyric, you lyrics. Play, you play don't the, forget the lyrics. Yeah, you it's, know it. It's, it's, so he, you know, Kevin plays is, the guitar, so you have some rhythm to you. This so is not sing my, it for us. I, I, under no circumstances am I going to sing it right now, but uh, this <laughs> well, is not my beautiful song. wife. This is not my beautiful house. And, you know, the song talks about being buried under the water, in the water, and looking around and saying, hey, how did I get here? And for me, that was my experience, is looking around and having that beautiful house and that beautiful wife and realizing that you're still not fulfilled and really having to take stock of your life and taking stock of who you are and taking just a step back and realizing again, like I spoke about earlier, that you've got one chance at this life and what are you going to do here and trying to minimize the damage that you cause for those around you while also living the best life that you can. And uh, truly, and that's one of the reasons, again, that my ex-wife and I can have the relationship that we do today is because you're honest and open and apologetic and real and vulnerable. Now, at this point where you're at, do you feel that you're exactly where you need to be at at this point in your life? Hell no. No. Does anybody? No. No, but you know what? I can't wait to see where I'm going to be tomorrow. Yeah which is going to be surfing C Street in Ventura. <laughs> and then the next day, I'll be up in Santa Barbara, and maybe I'll go to Halama. And, um, yeah, meet- so he's on his way through. He just stopped by the studio real quick, but he's on his way through to do some camping up on the beach in Ventura and Santa Barbara, do some surfing, and just get out there. Get out there with nature and be by himself. That's the best way. When you're by yourself is when you really connect with no distractions, no kids, no friends, no girlfriends, no wives. Sometimes it's just good to be by ourselves out there with nature. For sure. And uh, again, you know, as much as I'm an extrovert and I enjoy meeting people, I also enjoy spending time to, uh, by myself and thinking things through and processing life and also reading. Uh, a great book for those of you that are out there right now is called Replay. Um, I can't think of the author right now, but it's about a gentleman who dies on his 42nd birthday and gets the opportunity to relive his adult life, but he remembers his first life. And so he remembers mm. all of the things that he went through in life number one, and now he gets to, uh, to do it all over again. Nice. Which we always say, if I knew then, what Wouldn't I know now. Wouldn't that be nice? Exactly. Right. Uh, but the, the key to this book is he doesn't get to just live it once. It happens over and over and over again. And oh, every Groundhog time he lives Day. a life, he dies on his 42nd birthday. Oh, it's like Groundhog's Day. Is that what you said? Yeah, yes, but Day. you live the entire life up until Knowing that he's going to die at 42. Right. And on the third time, after he dies That's on the third time. Too, 51st dates. Yeah. There's so many, so many things that have been done like that. Right. But after he dies on the third time, he realizes like, Oh, well, I sh- I've got to understand what is the meaning of life and why do I continue to die? Oh, so it's a journey and learning what to change. Right. Because he keeps making the same mistakes. Even every life he lives a different life, but he still makes the same mistake. Yeah. He still dies at 42. So does he, but does he eventually figure it out? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. You so go, we got to go to the replay. He, does it, he dies at 42 every time. So, so, so it doesn't matter. I, I want to finish up real quick talking about... Um, 
the van life because you said there's a community out there that kind of looks out for each other. They, there's place that you can find out places where to stay, where you won't get in trouble, safe places, access roads, parking spots, pu- public and private and n- parks like national parks, like national parks that are free. And yes, there's a community and it's all over folks. Uh, but primarily on Facebook, I think there's 34,000 members right now, but there's so many people that are on their own experience that what's are just the, what's the Facebook? It's uh, I believe it's hashtag van life, but we better check that, boys. We better <laughs> check that. Uh, but I think it's hashtag van life with thirty four thousand um, members on Facebook and sharing their experiences, sharing their van builds, sharing where they're going, um, the ups and downs of being on the roads, and the ups and downs of being by yourself, especially if you're a female, you know making sure that we take care of those that are out there that uh, are by themselves and that they're safe, right? And like, how do you do it? And where do you go? And there's a ton of resources. And again, it's an inexpensive way to see North America. When I say North America, I'm talking Canada, all the way down to, you know, through Mexico, and then ultimately up into Central America. And people do it every day. And even if you're just considering it, or if you're just a passerby go check it out because you're it's going to inspire you to take your next uh leap of uh, leap in life well that's the thing is like even uh going cross country in our own country because i always tell people they're always like i'm going to europe i'm going to new zealand i'm going to mexico south america i'm like have you seen our own country everyone always travels all over but they don't even know our own country i did one of the best trips i ever took in my life was actually a cross-country trip from atlanta all the way back to LA through the South. Nice. And I got to see all, every single state, all these random cities and places. Like, and I'm thinking, I grew up in this country, and I don't even know. It's like seeing different cultures, different countries in my own backyard. And that's the thing is, we spend so much time wanting to travel overseas that we don't get a chance. So this van life could give you an opportunity to travel when you're in a in a vehicle. When you're in a plane, you have to go to an airport. But when you're in a vehicle, you get to go to obscure, off-the-path things that most people wouldn't get to see. Like like you told me you went to the Hatch. What was the city <laughs> hatch called? Hatch, New Mexico, yeah. which is like uh, – the I, I, think, I forget if it's like Green Sol's the capital of the world or whatever. Like who the hell's going to go out of the way? Chili, like, yeah. I'm not flying to New Mexico and say I'm going to go to Hatch. No, you're only going there if you're driving through, but it's totally random. Like I went to Tombstone, Arizona. Nice. Which, which is, you know, there's a movie made out yep. of it. And yes. look, there's a bow and arrow on this wall here in the studio. That's from Tombstone. And the thing is, it's like two, two and a half hours off the main road. And I had to go way off in obscure middle. There's nothing between the main freeway and this little, and it's literally out of a movie set. But it's real. It's like the Old West. Right. And But you can't do this if you're not in a vehicle. And this is what I, t- I tell people. See our backyard, too. See what's in your own country and every state. These are our own people. These are like, but every state has its own culture, its own politics, its own way of living. And you learn so much from going to all these little cities, right? So I'm, I'm going to say, excuse me, real quick. So Kevin has completely inspired me to get my own van life, hashtag van life going. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I hope you do. And I will. I, I think we might. I might say goodbye to you now. We might and never see him again. You'll well. You'll see me when I stop by, like Kevin did. But you continue, Kevin. Hey, let me tell you, folks. If there's one thing that uh, that you get out of this, 
get on the road. It's unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable. And, you know, Hatchet, New Mexico is just one example, obviously, but go to Tucson, Arizona, see the biosphere, see the caverns, get out. I mean, the the places to look at the stars are unbelievable. Go to Creed, Colorado, and enjoy the mountains. The stars are you can't even imagine how many stars are out there until you're under the dark and it's as bright as can be with the stars. And you just keep driving and every day you see and meet different people and be available and be open. And we talked about being vulnerable. And by doing that, um, your experiences, your mind's going to open up so much and be safe when you do it too. Be safe and be conscious of where you are and you know, what's happening and how you're treating others and what you're leaving behind for sure. And this is a guy, this is honestly, he's look, Greg and I do this podcast all the time for the entertainment industry, but we love bringing in the most random people. And this is what life's about. These are the most interesting sessions because we're bringing in people who are experiencing real life outside of Hollywood, outside of entertainment. And they get to tell you true stories about what it's really like out there in the world. You know, because Hollywood's such a superficial place that's actually very cookie cutter in, in, the, in the end. It's in a bubble. But when you expand yourself outside of that and you see and experience what real people are living, like this guy. I've known him again for 30 years, and he, he has not changed. He's kept the same personality. He's still vibrant, full of life. But now he's really coming into his own, realizing he's ready to embrace it and become who he's supposed to be. For sure. And if you do look me up, I'm going to tell you one thing. Don't bore me, and I won't bore you. We're going to have a great time together. This is the same guy who, in, in college, I had a Dalmatian, and I was at class one day, and I came back, and these guys got him high. They hotboxed him in my room, and he was stumbling around. He was still only a puppy, and they drew. he was a Dalmatian, and they drew spots on him. So they drew extra spots on him. So I came home, and they had used a permanent marker. And put all these extra spots on him, and he was fucking high as a kite, stumbling around my house. But we love that dog. His name Did was Domino. We Domina. love that dog. <laughs> we love that dog. <laughs> it was, you know, good memories. It, it made us who we are today. Not much different than van life today. It, it, Let me be honest exactly. with you. Not much different than van life today, boys. <laughs> Kev, I will That's be it. joining you shortly in the van life, man. All right, gentlemen. Well, I've enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you both for having me. Um, Thank and you, Kevin. Again, Burke. I hope those that are interested in looking at uh, the world from a different set of view will reach out. Yes, we've got Greg Serrano here. I am Kirk Caceres. And thank you again, Kevin Burke. Everybody have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.